Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. It's like really pouring in to your body the things that are going to make your body flourish, essentially. Nourish and flourish, right? Like we don't want to just exist and get by in our bodies, in our mental health, and in our family life, in our relationships. We don't want to just like show up and be like, okay, I'm just doing this because I got to do it every day. We want to like be like flourishing and yeah. joy and like being feeling really good um, in the skin that we're in. I'm Kristen Dovniak, holistic nutritionist and mama of two, and this is the Healthy Balance Mama podcast, where I believe every mama is a super mama, and you deserve to feel like one too, and you don't need to go on another diet to do it. This is a podcast about ditching the diet dogma, embracing intuitive eating, real food, and living healthy, happy, and whole. Hey friends, we are back with part two of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast episode with guest Jess Gartner of the Modern Mamas podcast and Hold the Space Wellness. We had such a fabulous conversation in last episode. We talked for almost an hour and we are back with part two of our conversation about stress and anxiety as a mom, finding balance with food and fitness and body image. And now we're here today to talk a little bit more about all of the above and then a little bit about how the things that we put on our body affect the inside of our body and how important that is as well. So I am so excited to have you listen to part two of this episode. If you haven't listened to part one from last week, go ahead and listen to that. Before you listen to this, you get a little bit of um, background on Jess. And without further ado, here is part two. I am so huge on the fact that as mothers, we have this opportunity to empower our children in so many ways. And one of those ways is by simply being the example of being different than what society says, right? Being okay with ourselves and loving ourselves, even you know if our bodies have changed, because our bodies have changed, because of what they've given us and what they've done mm -hmm. for us. And something that's really helped me in my journey um, with my own body image is accepting myself in the here and now because mm -hmm. our bodies are going to change throughout our life whether it's after having a baby or after having two babies or just because we are getting older and growing and changing and different seasons right mm -hmm. and so they're always going to change but it's accepting our here and now bodies like body I accept you and I love you and letting our kids see that nothing changes in the way we view ourselves even if our bodies mm -hmm. change 
And I mm-hmm. think it was it was such a powerful photo. If I can link it, I'm going to link it so they can really read the caption. I think it's I love I love that he was just like, it's great. Like nothing yeah. else. Just like it's great because kids are honest. They will yeah. they will tell you exactly what they, most of them at least will tell you. I know my five year old will tell me exactly what she thinks. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, totally. And that was so, so beautiful. Yeah, it's mind blowing. It's it's. Uh, you can always trust them, right? At least up until a certain point. Like he will say, I'll be like, did you, you know, kick your sister or whatever? And not that this happens often, but like, did you, you know, push her or poke her? He'll be like, yeah, I did. I'm like, okay, thank you for being honest. Yeah. I don't know if I can be mad because you're so honest. So, but yeah, that's one thing I can definitely count on with my kids for sure. Yeah. <laughs> So how has this journey with finding sort of your balance with, you know, loving your body as it is in the here and now and, you know, at least accepting your body in the here and now um, and, you know, finding this balance with your with your fitness and not feeling like you need to be running marathons to maintain a certain weight and really, I guess, moving and living in a way that feels good and that is intuitive. How has this played into kind of the changes you've made in your eating over the years? So I know you said that, you know, you went paleo and now you're kind of living in this kind of middle space. What does that look like for you now? Um, it looks like, gosh, it's all the mindset work, right? Like I, I wish I could say like, it's because I, you know, did AIP and I discovered which foods work for me or I did Whole30 and I discovered all these things. And that's part of my journey, um, you know, finding the foods that that work for me and the exercise that works for me. But it's a lot of trial and error, right? Like I, there was a lot of times where I was like, okay, I've got to do Whole30, for example. And there's nothing wrong with Whole30, but like, I that's not where I live now, but mm-hmm. I did see it as a tool for learning about, you know, foods that quote unquote work and food foods that don't. And I like to say more like foods that serve me um, and foods that might not serve me. Um, But I now live in this place because of all of these ups and downs where I can say, I know X, Y, Z, for example, I know tomatoes are going to jack me up, like (laughs) jack me up in a lot of ways. They're going to flare my eczema. They're going to make my stomach hurt. Um, and all sorts of digestive issues. And for the most part, 98% of the time, I don't eat tomatoes. But the other 2% of the time, like if we go to, gosh, I mean, if we were in Italy or something, and I really wanted the thing, like enjoying the experience would be to have a pizza made in Italy. I would eat the pizza made in Italy mm-hmm. and I would not think twice about it and I would enjoy myself. I would enjoy every bite. Um, you know, that's an, a far-fetched example, but that's just daily the choices that I make are like, it's not even always necessarily asking me, is this going to serve me? Um, because I know food serves in a lot of different ways. It's not just physical, right? Like it's, is yes. this, is this about me enjoying a birthday party with my family and being in the moment and relishing this relationship and this celebration? Um, you know, I'm probably going to do it regardless of what it is, if it's gluten, because I, and granted, I know like if someone has celiac or like yeah. really severe reactions to food, it's not going to be this, you know, fly by the seat of your pants decision, but you know, fortunately for me, I can kind of really play within the 
the boundaries of what food does for me because I don't have anything serious um, myself. Uh, but, you know, there's there's consequences to certain foods that I will, you know, weigh in the blink of an eye and decide to do. And then I move on. It's like I used to do that. I used to be like, okay, I'm going to eat a piece of cake. It's going to be so good. And I earned it and I'm, it's worth it, quote unquote. And I'll just go to the gym tomorrow and I'll run six more miles than normal and it'll be totally worth it. Um, and then I would obsess over it afterwards, mm-hmm. right? Like I would be like, oh my God, I can't believe I ate that cake. It wasn't worth it. And now I still have to do X, Y, Z to quote unquote earn it. And now, I mean, like I said, I don't think there's a magical tool that flipped the script, but like, I just don't live there anymore. A, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have time to sit there and stress about what I ate or, you know, if I worked out hard enough, um, I, you know, I really don't even have time to work out, but I make time. So it's like, I almost, again, motherhood has changed my life in so many positive ways. And the growth that I've seen as a person, it's part of that. It's like, I, I don't have time. I don't have time to waste this one precious, like life that we have here on worrying about a piece of cake. Like, I just don't have it. Now, obviously, if I was, again, if I was suffering from major health struggles, I might look at food a little bit more differently. Um, But even then, it would be the same process. It would be like, okay, I'm not feeling super great. My body's telling me that, like, maybe something that I'm eating is not serving me or my mental state is telling me that like perhaps my diet does play into this what can I do tomorrow going back to like climbing out of that hole what can I do tomorrow to just kind of you know make a a decision that might make me feel better should I drink more water should I put down the coffee should I like you know what should I do what can I do that's a small step to kind of steer me back to this this more balanced approach does that make sense? That was really totally. No, I think it's such a powerful message for the moms too that it's okay to find what works for you. Like for you, ninety percent of the time or ninety eight percent of the time, you don't do tomatoes because they don't make you feel good. And even though we're in the space of really trying to, part of finding our balance is being okay with some of these foods really don't work for me. And that is a choice for my own self-care that for the most part, I avoid them. But then there's also that flexibility with barring food allergies or like a severe health condition, like you said, that sometimes there is a time and a space to go, right now it's about the experience more than it is anything that maybe most of the time gluten doesn't work like you were saying with the cake Mm -hmm. but it's okay and there's different ways to to honor our body in that whether it's staying away from tomatoes or it's adding in something that that feels good because it feels good even if it's not our favorite food but you're like you know what when i am eating kale more often somehow i feel better Mm -hmm. (laughs) whatever it is it doesn't have to be just one (laughs) yeah right it doesn't have to just be one food but you know eating in a way that really really works for us. I'm all about finding that, that what I call our, our beautiful balance. Yeah. And I think it's also, it's taking the fear out of it. It's like, you know, like for so long and so many people, it's afraid, you're afraid of fat or you're afraid of carbs or you're afraid of dairy or you're afraid of, you know, X, Y, Z, because some book told you that you're not supposed to be eating those. And like, that's giving food immense mental power, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think, and I don't, I'm not an intuitive eating expert by any means. That's, that's totally your jam. But like, I think part of that process of intuitive eating is taking the judgment out of the food oh, and, yes. you know, knowing that like, it's all okay. 
it's a decision and there's a million decisions that we make every single day. And you can always, always, always make a different decision in a second. You can eat a food and then decide I'm going to have something else or I'm not going to eat that again because it made me feel like crap. Or like, you know, you can say, oh, cake was great. I didn't feel horrible. It tasted delicious. I'm going to eat that again tomorrow because I want to, Um, you know, so like, I don't know. Is that a part of it? Because that's no, it is totally taking away that. Yeah. So taking away that fear and coming to terms with food is just food. And it's okay if you have more tomorrow, but it's okay if you don't have more tomorrow. It's okay to really, truly listen to our bodies because I think it comes down to trust. And a lot of us don't trust our bodies to tell us because for a long time, a lot of us have relied on books and so-called experts, but we are the best experts of our own bodies. And we can take these books and these experts as tools and use the advice and, and apply them and find what really, truly feels good. But ultimately we are the ones who are the experts on our own body and, and finding really what, what works best for us. No one can tell us better than really tuning into, I think what works best for ourselves. Absolutely. 100%. So we talk a lot about intuitive eating here on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, but in your bio, you talked about nourishing our bodies and our minds intuitively. Mm. So we've already talked about, you know, some of the things that we can do when we're in a low season. Um, but can you share what does it mean for you to nourish your mind intuitively mm. as a mama? Oh, my gosh. So, uh, you know, and maybe not all mothers struggle with this, but I, in my experience, you know, when I became a mother with a kiddo on the outside, it was like, you're, well, scientifically, your brain like shrinks, just mm -hmm. FYI, there is that is like a real thing, like your capacity to like, think logically, kind of goes out the window, because you're living instinctually, and you need to keep this little person alive. And it becomes as it really, you know, has to for survival, you know, evolutionarily, like, it comes about how do I keep this kiddo alive? Like, mm -hmm. how do I take care of this child? And so I think, you know, what happens in that motherhood transition is you go for go from a human being that is solely responsible for yourself, really, in the scheme of things, um, even if you have a spouse or anything like, you know, they're, they're an adult, right? Like, they can make their own decisions, they can mm -hmm. take care of themselves, they can go to the grocery store, they can like, you know, do all these things. Use the bathroom but by themselves. Use the bathroom <laughs> by themselves. Like, and you go from that experience where you all only really have to worry about yourself in the grand scheme of things. And then you go to like, really, it's it's like learning how to navigate this, like, I have to always, always be conscious of where my child is, what they're doing, how they're feeling, if they're fed, if they're content, if they're unhappy. And you think about yourself, maybe, like, 8%. In my experience, it was like 8% of the time I was wondering if I was okay. And 92% of the time I was like, is my child okay? And so, you know, mentally nourishing yourself is finding that balance, you know, as you progress through your motherhood transition. Um, and for some people, like, I don't think there's like, okay, at six weeks, you should start thinking about yourself a little bit more. There's no like guideline for this. It's like, 
some people, and honestly, I, I'm so happy for them. They come out, they have a kiddo, and they're just, they're great. They don't really struggle a lot um, with these things. And they have a great support system, and they take time for themselves. And that's amazing. I'm like, I'm, and I'm not saying with sarcasm at all. Like, I'm very happy for those people. Um, and then there's, you know, a lot of people that really, really struggle trying to find this way. Like, how do I care for myself mentally? Not just, I mean, physically too. Like, how do I shower? How do I take a meal or like do the laundry? Um, and so for me, finding that sweet spot, that balance was, was difficult. It was, it was easier the second time around, um, because I kind of knew what my struggles were personally. Um, and then, nourishing myself into my mind intuitively now looks like the people that I surround myself with. Um, mm-hmm. because I think I actually did a post about this last night. Cause I've been thinking about it a lot, that whole, you know, you're the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. And, you know, that I can see that that's true. When I look back at various points in my life, depending on who who was really in my inner circle at that time. Who was I interacting with every day? Um, and what kind of, what things were we talking about? And how was their mental health? Because, you know, someone that's not mentally healthy, um, who you spend a good amount of time with, even if you love them, they can not serve you mentally, right? Like they can really affect you. Um, and so, A, nourishing my mind intuitively means surrounding myself with people that, feel really joyful, who feel supportive. Um, Not always that they're going to agree with me on everything, because I I think that's important to have people that I call them gentle truth tellers, like Mm -hmm. going to like speak truth to me when I need it in a loving way. Um, And so that's how I kind of nourish my mind intuitively. And then meditation has become really huge for me as someone who's go, 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 go who's constantly thinking, 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 and moving and creating and going on to the next thing and checking off tasks and just stimulated pretty much all day uh, by choice. I like that. That's kind of the the pace that I move at. I found that um, meditation as a way to kind of calm my nervous system down, at least at some point during the day, uh, has really, really, really helped me be a better person overall having a place having practicing how to slow my mind down um is really become an intuitive thing for me too um those were the two biggest things um and there are a lot of little things like connecting with um connecting with jesus every day uh, or trying to i'm not perfect at that by any means but um you know filling my my mind with thoughts about myself that you know, what would he say about me? What does he say is true about me? Mm. Um, that is power, a powerful to, tool for me too. Um, I love mantras. I love, I'm really into this like, um, you know, concept of like psych, I think it's called psych, psycho-cybernetics or something like that. It's basically like you can, you know, write down who you are. It's really who you want to be, but you write it in the statement of like, in the present, right? Right. So yeah. Repeat it over and over and over again. Um, and you really have the power to like change your neurological state. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and eventually honestly see those things come to, to be true, even if they aren't true in the moment. Um, so that's kind of, that's in a nutshell, how I nourish my mind intuitively. 
<laughs> oh, I love that. Such great <laughs> tips. I think that um, it is a practice to learn to shut our minds off. And I think sometimes we really need to do that, especially for those of us who are moms, who are working moms, just who are go, 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 no matter what we do in our motherhood. When we're go, 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 we need that time to really turn inwards and just maybe not even turn inwards, just literally shut it down so yes. that we can really, truly find that peace. And I know meditation is something that has been really great for me in the past and is something that I'm really working hard at bringing back into my life because mm -hmm. it's really hard for me to shut off my own brain. And I know that... Yeah. Um, I think a lot of moms feel the same way. Um, and also, I think I need to hang out with you more now that I'm thinking about the five <laughs> people I hang, I hang out with. I'm thinking like, okay, one and two are my kids. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm basically a five-year-old most yeah. of the time. <laughs> yes. A quite sassy five-year-old in my, in my house. Oh, but they are truth tellers though, right? Yeah, true. <laughs> in one way or another. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love it. So the last thing I wanted to to talk to you about um, is I just wanted to switch gears a little bit and talk about something something else. There's a lot of things on this podcast we haven't talked about yet, and I'm so grateful for you to bring in so many important topics for moms. Um, but it's I believe it's a really important step to living a more nourished life in general. And this is something that I believe you to be an expert on, um, and that is choosing safer, less toxic skin and home products. And I know this is really veering off of what we've we've talked about, but it is a really important part of our health. And I know that you're a big advocate for safer skincare with your work with Beauty Counter, and you actually introduced me to Beauty Counter and mm -hmm. the incredible work that they are doing as a whole. Um, and I just wanted you to share a little bit more about why it's important to switch to safer products for ourselves and our kids and our overall healthy mama lives. Oh my gosh, that's another thing. Oh, sorry, my dogs are gonna freak out for a second. <laughs> Speaking of beauty counter, someone on our team is picking up some um, Neverlist cards right now. <laughs> no so, um, anyways, my husband's got that. I set it all aside for her. So, um, yeah, and honestly, I don't think this is veering off the subject too much. I think that um, when we're talking about a picture of holistic health, mm -hmm. and that's kind of a broad term, um, you know, I think that really when you get on this journey of like living intuitively and nourishing yourself, like you've mentioned the word nourish a couple times. Mm -hmm. um, what does that really mean? It means like really pouring in to your body, the things that are going to make your body flourish, essentially nourish and flourish, right? Like we don't want to just exist and get by in our bodies in our mental health and in our family life and our relationships. We don't want to just like show up and be like, okay, I'm just doing this because I got to do it every day. We want to like, be like flourishing yeah. and joy and like being feeling really good um in the skin that we're in and so um I'll be honest with you like safer skincare was the last thing that I ever switched over or thought about in my health journey it was like you know food was a huge first step and so was movement um and honestly those were so hard like changing your eating habits and and getting consistent with working out, um, which I still, you know, I have up and ups and downs with those are hard because that's affected by a lot of different things. You know, it's affected by, you know, how you're feeling that day, where your energy's at, where you are in your cycle. If you want to eat carbs or if you want, like if you're drawn to like more gentle movement, or maybe you just need to rest because you're on your period or something. Um, that is a fact. Those two, those 
health decisions are so affected by so many things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those are the first things that a lot of people tackle, which is, which is great because they, they're going to make a huge impact on your health if we can really make some strides in that. But one easy thing and one thing that I just was never really aware of until honestly, after my miscarriage, when I started doing some just digging, because that's who I am wanting to find a quote unquote answer for everything. <laughs> and not saying that like, because I wasn't using the safest products, I had a miscarriage. I mean, that's, I will never, ever know exactly the reason why me personally, why we lost our, our kiddo. But I, I went down this rabbit hole of like, okay, um, what am I putting in my body? And what am I cleaning with myself? Because yeah, this is not like the answer, but this is part of the bigger picture of optimal health. And so it, it started with me like going way on the other side of like, like super duper crunchy coconut oil on my face, like, you know, dry or no pooing my hair and like, you know, doing all these like DIY home concoctions that were super safe, very safe. But honestly, like my hair was a greaseball mess. And I know that yeah, it didn't work for me either, <laughs> but it did not work for me. And my skin was not happy. And, you know, I've done a lot of research since then to like learn about coconut oil with our skin. And my skin was just like dry. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm, I'm doing everything again. I'm doing all the right things. And I, like, it's not working for me. Like, what do I do? I want to be safe. Um, and then Beauty Counter kind of came into um, the view, the my view, because Cassie, my mentor, you know, was like, hey, here, I know that you're like struggling with this. Here's some samples. Why don't you try it? And so um, I did, obviously, and I fell in love. Um, and then at that point I had kind of known that like, okay, there's toxins in our skincare products. Like, you know, there's toxins in the cleaning products that we use and those affect us because they're hormone disruptors and they, you know, a lot of them are like known cancer causing agents. Like I get it, but I didn't really have a big overall picture of why, like, why is it that we can go to the store and all the products on the shelves can potentially have things like formaldehyde or like retinol, which is a 10 on um, rated on the EWG, which is like the most toxic ingredient that you can get. So one to 10 essentially is how they rate those, the products and you can go and those things are in there. And in some th instances, like with fragrance, which is, is can be highly toxic. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't even have to tell you what's in it. Like they don't have to tell the consumer that they are actually putting on their skin known and documented by science, by research, things that can affect your health in a negative way. And so, of course, that just pissed me off because I was like, this is not right. And I like had my kids and I was like, you know, then I started like pulling everything out of the cabinets and I'm looking at my Johnson and Johnson stuff, which is what they were using on Bear in the NICU. And I pull it out and I scan it because this nifty app called the Healthy Living app um, allows you to like either scan some of your products or look up each ingredient um, and it rates it in terms of toxicity. Um, EWG verified being like the best of the best, like meaning like, like this stuff is pretty safe. And then 10 being like run away, <laughs> toss in the trash can and don't use it. Um, and like the Johnson and Johnson stuff was like an eight and a nine on so baby. So scary. Yeah. You're using in the NICU and I'm like, what? Like, how is this right? Um, so at that point I was like, okay, there's got, like, there's got to be something better. So Jess really armed myself with a lot of research. Um, I ended up joining beauty counter because, you know, it is a direct sales company and a lot of people have stigmas about that. And I admit I was definitely one of those people 
in the beginning um, and before I actually jumped in. And probably even while I was in a beauty counter, I was trying to figure out like, okay, I still don't really feel great about this decision, but I'm really passionate about this, this company. And the more I learned about it, I learned that it's completely different, right? Like it's not like what people think when they think of direct sales mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And so, and the main reason why is being like the mission behind it, um, the advocacy work that they're doing, their like commitment, utterly 100% commitment to like testing and to changing the industry so that, and they're, one of their models is everyone means everyone. Like you don't have to buy a beauty counter, but we are working on your behalf to change legislation that will allow you to go to CVS or Walgreens or whatever and pick any product off the shelf and know that it is safe. Because right now, nobody has, nobody is holding the manufacturers of those products accountable for our safety. We're the consumers and yet like they don't owe us anything. Um, Mm. And so that was huge for me. And now I'm of course just, it's a huge part of my advocacy work. It's a huge part of my mission. Um, Again, it's not about beauty counter. It's about empowering people to make those decisions for themselves to know like that information. Cause I didn't even know. I mean, I spent 30 years, more than 30 years, 32 years, like not even really knowing that what I was putting in my skin actually was impacting my health. And the, and the truth of the matter is it really can. You can eat all the right things, quote unquote. You can move your body really, really well. Um, and you can be slathering yourself with like ingredients that are toxic um, and have issues, right? You can't. Yeah. You, I don't think it's really possible to reach that full flourishing state if you aren't really looking at all the things. And a lot of times people get really overwhelmed. They're like, okay, everything causes cancer. And, you know, I'm doing the best I can, you know, um, I'm eating what I can, I'm moving what I can, just let me have my my MAC makeup or whatever. <laughs> this is my one thing. And that's fine. I, I think everyone kind of comes through that on their own. And mm-hmm. a lot of people get overwhelmed because they think, I don't want to throw all my makeup away and I don't have two $500 to change our whole house out. And my, so my other passion is, is making that switch on a budget and doing it slowly mm-hmm. and yeah. saying that like, okay, yes, this is a big chunk to bite off, but it's doable. And also when you think about it, you're already buying things like shampoo and conditioner and facial cleansers and diaper cream. Um, all you really have to do in the scheme of things is make it work for your budget and make the switch to something safer. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot of highly effective um, products that work that are safer um, out there. And so my one of my like I said, one of my missions in life is to guide people through that transition in a way that makes sense for them, because I believe that it's important. I believe it's important, too. And, you know, it really is just like in our health. It doesn't have to be this giant overhaul. It can be just that one thing at a time. When you run out of something, choose a safer option next time rather than feeling that huge overwhelm. And I love that you approach it in that way, you know, with the women you work with. um, And as part of your mission that, you know, let's do it within your budget. Let's make it really work for you um, and not make it feel overwhelming. But know that it is important. It's important for you. It's important for your kids. And it's important for our kids' future. There's so many implications to, you know, the products that are out there. Totally. And honestly, it's not even just the humans in this world. It's, you know, for example, sunscreen currently on the market, there's a couple of really, really awful ingredients that are being utilized um, 
pretty much across the board in chemical sunscreens, which are the majority of the sunscreens out on the market that are killing the coral reefs. I mean, when you think about that, it's like they're decimating living coral reef populations simply by being like washed off our bodies into the water, which, I mean, if you think of the ocean, how diluted are those chemicals in an ocean, right? But still they're affecting the coral reef. They're known like they, they're the correlation is there. Like oxybenzone destroys coral reefs, and yet, like we're putting that all over our bodies, and then we're heating it up with like UV rays, <laughs> and like it is affecting not just us and our health, but our environment as well. It's crazy, and those things that it's like it's it all goes into this big like cause and effect. Like the things we're washing down our sink that go into our water supply that aren't filtered. Mm-hmm. That we then you know, and this is not just personal care products, but like medications and things like that. That we're you know, if we're not drinking like filtered water and things like that, that can affect us. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not like fear mongering. I think it's imp- it's important to be empowered. It's one thing to like yeah. stick your head in the sand and be like, I don't want to know anything. Like I don't want to make any changes. This is too much. Um, I think that's not necessarily the right way to go. I don't think scaring someone into changing is the right way to go either. But I think sharing the information is a duty. Like, I'm going to tell you what we what research says, and then you can make your own decision whether that's something that you want to do. Yes. You know? Yeah. It's that we know better, we do better. We do yeah. the best with what we have, but when we know better, we do better. And it's just that one step at a time with anything in our health. Totally. So, you know, I, I guess we already kind of talked about this, but I was going to ask how you how you recommend women begin the journey to safer products. Is there like one, maybe one product that you are like, you know what, this might be a good place to start? Or do you just recommend like whatever you run out of first? Um, I honestly recommend the, uh, well, yeah, I mean, you can go about it a couple of different ways. Whatever you run out of first, if you're going to be buying something, you know, a something coming up soon anyways, you might as well look for a safer option. And then beyond that, if you're like, okay, I'm not running out of anything, but I just want to like, I want to, you know, replace something right away. Um, I would look at the things that sit on your skin throughout the day. So Mm -hmm. for example, we can, we can, um, compare your shampoo, which, you know, you essentially, you wash that out, right? Mm -hmm. Like you are going to put it on your hair for like maybe, 30 seconds, and then you're going to wash it off. It's not really going to be sitting and soaking into your your body all day um, compared to that to a night cream mm-hmm. or makeup that you're going to be wearing for eight plus hours. Um, those things are actually sitting into your skin and getting absorbed, you know, a little bit more than things like your face wash or your shampoo that are essentially getting washed off um, quickly. So that's where I would you know, look, if you're not a makeup wearer, then I would look at the moisturizer that you're using or like the, if you use a serum or something like that, that serums are usually full of lots of active ingredients. And so mm-hmm. if they're not a safer option, those active ingredients may not be the healthiest um, or maybe a little bit more on, on the like potentially toxic side. Um, and so that is what I would look at. And also, honestly, sunscreen. And again, there are a lot of like any mineral based sunscreens out there that are very affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be a beauty counter, but um, sunscreen I think is also key. Yeah, totally. Especially coming into at least the warmer months where I am, it's yeah. a little bit warmer, more year round where you are, <laughs> yes, but yes, totally. yeah, definitely. 
Uh, well, I want to respect your time, so I don't. I, I we can probably keep talking all day long. Um, I don't. I don't know how much longer the listeners would talk, but I think it's a great conversation. But is there anything else that you want to share to encourage the mom who's on a journey to finding health and balance, body, mind, and soul? Um, I'm going to steal something from my mentor, Cassie, again, if you don't know Cassie, Cassie Joy from Fed and Fit, you should absolutely go follow her. She's a wonderful She's human, so and very inspiring, super positive. Um, but one of the things that she said, when we talk about balance, um, balance is hard because it almost never feels like we're achieving balance. Mm-hmm. And one of her, her sayings is you can do it all, but you can't do it all in one day, mm-hmm. right? Like you can like have a job and also be really present with your children and you can pursue a variety of interests and you can eat well and you can exercise and some days it will feel like you're crushing it but you're realistically there's no way for you to do all the things every single day and be balanced in the true state like where you're like viewing a seesaw right like where Mm -hmm. you are like it's even on both sides and everyone's getting the attention that they need and everyone's as happy as they can possibly be. Um, I believe that like that's really not possible. True balance for me is understanding and really like respecting that my needs are going to fluctuate, the needs of the people around me are going to fluctuate and that I don't have to have it all figured out. I literally never have to have it all figured out. In the next 50 years of my life, I probably never will have it, quote unquote, all figured out. And that freedom that there, there's never, it's never going to feel like I've arrived um, is freeing. Like that, that's really a place where I live and I encourage other people to live too. Because I get stuck in that too. It's like, okay, once I mark off everything on my to-do list, oh my God, it's going to be amazing. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to like relax. And then you realize that like once that to-do list is gone, another one just comes along. (laughs) You know, like there's more stuff. Once we, once we get XYZ checked off and we're doing those things, then we just find something else to like pursue. It's like, oh, okay, I got my supplement routine down. Now I really need to figure out my sleep. And then you'll figure out your sleep and then a new study will come out that says, you know, I don't know, something crazy, like you should sleep in 100 degree temperatures or something. You're gonna be like, oh, my God, now I have to sleep in 100 degree temperatures. Because that's miserable. (laughs) Right. Um, So that's really my last two cents is that um, you can do it all, but you maybe maybe you can't do it all in one day and that's okay. But it's probably not going to be like that every day. Right. I always say that, um, or I like to say that balance isn't a destination that we're always, we're all going to have seasons. It's going to look different in different seasons. And that's, that's okay. And your definition of doing it all is not, is going to change all the time. Like doing it all, like in my postpartum seasons, my doing it all is literally sitting on the couch with watching criminal minds with my baby and nursing and, you know, asking people for help. like all the time that's doing it all for me like if I'm if I'm you know if I'm checking those boxes I'm crushing it that day you know and I am not going to be my mind is not focused on working out and my mind is not focused on you know my mind is focused on nourishing my body but also just eating when I'm hungry because I'm Mm -hmm. creating a lot like a life I'm feeding another human being so yeah I'm really glad you brought that up I feel like 
the seasons are going to dictate that as well. But also knowing that like, I think it's the perspective and the wisdom of kind of being through some of those shifts that allows a lot of people to be like, this is not forever, right? Like yes, this, this yeah. season I'm in is not forever. It's it's a short blip in this this long expanse of the life I have yet to live. Mm-hmm. Totally. Oh, I love it. Okay, so I have three final questions, and I okay. think you kind of answered the third one, but we're oh going to go to Rome anyway. Your listeners, your listeners are probably like, these two women have been talking forever. <laughs> well, maybe they've shut it off by now, but if they're still listening, I think it's valuable. <laughs> so these are really quick. They're kind of like rapid fires. So the first one is, what is your favorite thing to cook? My favorite thing to cook is... Oh my gosh. I really like cooking. Um, I'm currently digging, this is another shameless plug, um, Cassie's new book, which is Cook Once, Eat All Week. Um, Everything in that book is my favorite thing to cook. It is a meal prep book. It's amazing. It's life-changing and it's delicious. Can I tell you, yesterday I was listening to... um... And it was an older episode, but it was the the Balance Bites podcast. I love their podcast. Um, and they were talking about her cookbook. And I was like, okay, first of all, I need to get the cookbook. And then I need to see if I can get her on the podcast to talk about it because it's such a cool concept. <laughs> but I know. It's amazing. It's literally life-changing. It's like $21 on Amazon right now. And I highly recommend it. I don't know that I will ever not use that book. So that's all I got to say about that. So good. <laughs> so then what is your favorite thing to order or have someone else cook for you when you have the opportunity? Ooh, sh- seafood. I'm not the best at cooking seafood because I feel like it's really hard to get right. Um, and my favorite food is shrimp. And so I will, anytime at a restaurant we're out and it's good seafood, I will order fried shrimp, honestly. I love it so much. I could eat like literally 50 fried shrimp in one sitting. Well, next time you are in the Northeast, you need to come to Rhode Island and get some good seafood oh my gosh, here because seriously. we've got a ton of good seafood. We are right on the ocean. <laughs> I am there 100%. <laughs> so the last thing is that we we talk a lot about finding your beautiful balance and we already talked about balance, but in like one sentence, what does your beautiful balance mean to you? Hmm. One sentence. Oh my gosh. You've, you've heard me talk, right? For the last like (laughs) hour and a half or however long it's been. Can I condense it into one sentence? Yes, I can. Um, my beautiful balance means joy in the here and now, honestly, because I feel like that's, that's all we have is the here and now and worrying too much about the future isn't going to pay off and living in the past isn't going to pay off. And so really focusing on the here and now, sorry, that was a little bit longer than one sentence, but joy in the here and now. Oh, that's wonderful. So I already shared in your bio, but can you just share really quickly where my listeners can find you? We'll put all the links in the show notes, but where can they find you? Yes, you can find me. I mostly hang out on Instagram. That place is my jam. That's where my people are on at jess.holdthespace. And actually, honestly, we're just transitioning over to a new website. I, I think it's live actually today. Um, it doesn't it hasn't doesn't have all my my articles and recipes yet, but jessgertner.com will be where I am going to be living from cool. here on out. Um, and the Modern Mamas podcast. 
of course. Um, well, they have to can, go listen. <laughs> yes, it's 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 really incredible. It's it's a labor of love, and you will love Laura, who's also my co-host. She's amazing. Yes. One of my, my bestest friends. I have to get her on the podcast sometime too. Oh, she's awesome. <laughs> she's yeah, you are too, both intuitive, awesome. intuitive, um, like eating and stuff like yes, that. Yes, so. I know. I love that. Oh, so cool. I love seeing. <laughs> I guess, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the people that I've been following in this, you know, healthy living, holistic living, um, and even paleo space sort of come full circle into this place of intuitive eating and intuitive living and really finding their balance and what works for them. And it's, it's just so wonderful to see and to encourage other moms with that too. Totally. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was so great to have you, even if, you know, even if it was a little bit long, I think it was totally well, worth it. <laughs> you might have to split this into two parts. I don't know. Maybe your <laughs> listeners will be down for like an almost two hour episode, but you never know. I will probably split it into two parts. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me, Kristen. Yeah, thank I, you. I appreciate it. Okay, I'll admit that I probably say this with every guest I record with, and I just feel so fortunate and blessed to be able to welcome in so many incredible guests to the Healthy Balance Mama podcast who have different perspectives on different aspects of living a healthy, balanced mama life, because it is more than just the food, dealing with stress, anxiety, and even doing things like cleaning up our skincare, focusing not just on the food or exercise, but also on how we feel about ourselves and being the example for our kids of loving and accepting ourselves. These are all such important parts of living a healthy, balanced mama life. And I hope that you got all of that from this podcast with Jess Gartner. So please don't forget to go ahead and follow her um, on the Modern Mamas podcast. She is so fabulous. And I think you will love her podcast as much as you love mine, if you're listening to mine, or if you're here from the Modern Mamas podcast um, community. I am so happy to have you here. Thank you for listening in, friends. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you, friends, so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. I truly hope it encouraged and inspired you today to live a healthier life without restriction. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you do me a huge favor and give it a star rating and review in iTunes? Every rating, review, and subscribe helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear it. You can find me, Kristen, on Instagram and Facebook at Healthy Mama Chris or on my website, HealthyMamaChris.com. And don't forget to join us in the newly launched Supermama Society, a monthly membership to help you tune in to your intuition and nourish yourself without restriction to live like the Supermama I know you are. As a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are intended for information and inspiration only and are not a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment. Please consult with your healthcare practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friends.